Holy chatter. Do you really think the pizza took offense? So you're a connoisseur. Is there any reason you cannot share your negative impressions of a particular product? Aren't you entitled to your opinion? Right, you know those people that like comment on different restaurants and different foods and different restaurants and like give their opinion on like what's good, what's not good. So the example that they give here is like this. Your small town has gotten its first kosher pizza shop. You bring a fresh hot pie home to your family and everyone eagerly digs in. You, however, who grew up in a big city and know what pizza is supposed to taste like, are profoundly disappointed. When your neighbor sees you in shul that evening, he asks, have you tried the pizza yet? You want to tell him, don't bother. It doesn't even taste like pizza. Is that Lashon Hara? So the halacha is like this. Your negative assessment would be Lashon Hara because it can dissuade others from patronizing the pizza shop and causing the owner to lose business. So anytime your Lashon Hara causes anyone, okay, rule of thumb, to lose business, or to not be able to get married to a certain, like a shidduch read to them, or any kind of damage that this person, that this Lashon Hara can cause another Jew, um, making people not want to have do any kind of business with them, whether it's business or pleasure, then the words that you're saying are considered Lashon Hara because of the damage that they can have on the person. Not because the words are, themselves are necessarily Lashon Hara, but because of what the words can make happen, okay, what they can create uh, in, 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 in a negative way for the, for the other person. So that's the halacha. The halacha is it's not necessarily the words, if they're not negative, like the pizza is not taking offense and no one's going to be offended by the words that you're saying about the pizza, but because the Jewish person that made the pizza and now is selling the pizza, his business can be affected by your opinion of his product, then that would be considered Lashon Hara. Living in the now, look around you right this second. Unless something as unusual is happening, you are probably A, physically comfortable, B, well-nourished, C, adequately clothed, D, thought of fondly by at least a few people in the world, and E, free to grow, think, love, dream, and strive according to your abilities. In other words, you're living the dream of billions of people who came before you, billions of people who have inhabited other times and other places and even many millions living in the world today. So why that tightness in your heart? Why the grim expression on your face? Why the tension in your forehead? Much of our unhappiness in life is the product of our own ruminations, our critical eye, our inflated expectations, our secret belief that nothing difficult should ever befall us, all, all conspire to keep us in a state of agitation when in reality, now is good. When our minds wander to the should-haves, could-haves, and would-haves that tear at our equilibrium, we are wandering into territory that's rife with Lashon Hara and Rechilas. The cure is to lasso our thoughts and drag them back to the now, to without the goodness in the moment. Even if it's a tough moment, it's the only moment that counts, because we can't change what was, and we can't know what's coming. So the quote of the day is, at the origin of all personal growth lies an awareness of the greatness of man. It's really, you know, it's really, really crucial to keep ourselves present in the present moment. I think we learn this from anyone that is a leader, any kind of mindfulness work that we read, any kind of uh, stuff that really helps us grow and develop is always telling us and keeping our, trying to keep our minds present in the present moment right now. Things are not falling apart. Right now, Baruch Hashem, you have your home, you have your health, you have your kids, you have your marriage, you have what you have. You have the things, the good things in your life right now. If we, if we are just kind of stuck 
in a place in our minds where we should have done that, we could have done that, why isn't this happening to me, what will be in the future, then what's going to happen to us in the moment is that we're not present. We're scared, we're worried, we're fearful, we're paralyzed, and it keeps us really a prisoner in our lives, not really being able to see the blessings that we have in the moment. And we know this, we know that when you when you count your blessings, which means when you see what is right now in the moment, when you stop worrying about what will be, um, what can happen, what won't happen, what might not happen, you know, the money that you have in the bank or the lack of thereof, the money that you have in the bank, when you, when you're not focused on those things, but you're going to be, but you focus your mind on the things that are yes going for you right now, then that breeds more blessings. Being able to see what is and focus on what is and being grateful for what is allows for more of the blessings to come into your life. Whereas being focused on what's not and what should have been, what could have been, what isn't yet, you know, what what might not come, then like attracts like, then we call for things that are not good, God forbid, into our lives. So keep your thoughts on the present moment. That is the best advice for today. Have a good night.